well, it's my privilege, Pastor. I'm taking this opportunity to thank you for allowing me to come and stop here. And then uh, please pray for my travel as I go to Florida and meet Brother John Conrad and present our ministry in churches. Actually, they, they support our, our ministry. I just be giving my report to the church. And then after that, on Tuesday, we will be returning to the Philippines. It's going to be about 22-hour plane ride, you know, going to going back to our country. The first time I got here, this is not my first time to be in South Dakota. I was here back in 2013, and probably I met some of you back then. I supposed to... Uh, preach and uh, to port, port churches. You were doing a round robin missions conference then, uh, Pastor Jason Filler, and I, I was a uh, preacher Sunday morning that time here when the storm came back in February. And so I got stuck. And we, uh, we had service that time, but it was just, you know, a few uh, who attended the ser service that that morning? So tonight, let me give you a sh a uh, short message on the book of Matthew chapter nine. You probably know this passage, starting in verse thirty-five up to verse number thirty-eight, and I will be uh, emphasizing the burden when the Lord Jesus Christ. So the multitude. Verse 35, the Bible says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad. A sheep having no shepherd. Then said he to his disciple, in verse number 37, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Matthew 9, verse number 38, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this great privilege to be in this church. Thank you, Lord, for this fine church in this area. Thank you for the pastor of this church and those who are working here and assisting him and those who are soul winners and proclaiming your gospel even to the to the closing towns and cities. Lord, thank you for the time that we could fellowship around the world. We just pray that the Holy Spirit will help us, help me to speak thy word as we look at this particular passage in the book of Matthew, chapter number 9. And may your name be glorified. And all these things are prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. There are things that really motivate us as we do God's work. I remember there's a verse in the book of Corinthians that says, The love of Christ constrained us. One best thing or reason or motivation why we do this thing, why we serve the Lord, 
while we sing in the choir, while we teach in Sunday school. Well, the best, just like what the verse says, it is because we love the Lord. We love Christ. Not only that, but in Matthew chapter 9, as the Lord Jesus Christ was ministering during his earthly ministry here, in verse number 36, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. Uh, the Bible says, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. I remember a verse in the book of Lamentation where the verse says, whatever the, the eyes sees, it affects the heart. And so, when I was looking this passage and thinking and meditating, I was wondering why the Lord Jesus Christ was moved so much with compassion when he saw the people. When he saw the multitude. Well, the Bible says in verse number 36, because, because of their spiritual condition. The Bible says that they were fainted and scattered abroad and a sheep having no shepherd. He was looking at the actual condition of these people. Uh, it is it is. It is different, you know, when you see for yourself the actual reality. I remember I was telling the group from here, from America, from Pensacola. They're a group of young people and they came to the Philippines to minister using basketball as a tool to do evangelism. And they, they also teach and train them how to do basic basketball. Dribbling, passing, shooting. But after that, we are we were doing the evangelistic uh, sharing or preaching or sharing them the gospel. And we, we saw a lot of people got saved because of that. And the leader, Brent Gallos, when we were talking, I told Brent, Brent Gallos, uh, what, what, did, what do you think about the Philippines? And one of the young people said, well, you know, when I came here, I learned more about the people. I learned more about how you live in this place. And Brother Brent told me, you know, in, in some parts in our country, he said here in America, there were people that they don't even go abroad and they don't see for themselves. That's why many people don't appreciate America. It's true because, uh, you know, in your country, you have a beautiful country. You have here a lot. The Lord has been blessing you with so many things. And yet sometimes we hear from Brent Gellis and other preachers that there are people who are complaining about, you know, your country. And I was telling Brent, you know, Bring them here to the Philippines so that they can see for themselves what kind of living we have in the third world country. And once they see personally and on actual, see for themselves, when they return to their country, they will appreciate. And they will, and they will say to themselves, God has blessed us with many things. 
because uh, we've seen people living in this on the streets many people do not have like what you got here and it's different story when you see the actual reality the actual condition and when you are there it's a different story that's why when the lord jesus christ saw the people he was moved with compassion he got burdened i know being he is the son of god is in heaven he can see from there and he knows exactly you know what kind of people we are sinners we need we need salvation we have a spiritual need but the lord jesus christ has to come down and become human being like us and yet while being here when he saw the people he was not seeing people as people you know what i mean he was seeing people as spiritual in their in spiritual condition those people that had need those people that even though they left but inside their heart there's something missing there was a rich guy in our country just recently the owner of the big mall of asia and before he died he was interviewed on tv and while during the interview he was telling all the people in the philippines you are looking at a man he said who got all my goals rich and i'm on the top now he's number one the rich guy in the philippines but let me tell you this he said on tv on the interview even though that i already reached my goal in life i feel there's still something missing that i want to do in my life there's something in my life that i don't understand even though i have everything and i hope you know the lord is beginning to work in his heart during the time after about three months he died he was telling also in that interview that there's something in the heart of man a space that even material things and wealth cannot fill and we know that because even the song says that only jesus can satisfy the soul when the lord jesus christ saw the, the multitude he was moved with compassion that's why we want to see the people through the through the eyes of jesus we want to see their spiritual condition the bible says that they were painted means miserable the bible says that they are scattered means they lost the way just like isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 when the bible says all we like sheep have gone astray and we have turned everyone into our own way and then the bible also declares that like a sheep having no shepherd people were helpless and people were defenseless and people even though they look like that and yet people that has any that's like i like the song people need the lord what jesus saw in this passage he saw people but not only people as human race they saw people he saw people with spiritual condition he saw people with spiritual need not only that what did jesus say in verse number 
37, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous. Well, that's a, to me, when I was reading this passage, when he was announcing, he was making two announcements here, when he said, The harvest truly is plenteous. When he was making that announcement, I believe it was it was it was an announcement of good news. That means it's a finished product. That means the labor of sowing has already ended. It is now time to harvest. Reaping time. I remember the verse in Bible where it says, There is a great rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repented. It's harvest time. Let me give you a little background about the Philippines. You can see Philippines right now, our country. Just like during your time of revival in America. That's why we are taking advantage of the situation. You can give out trust. People are very receptive. You can preach to the you can preach to the open air meeting. You can you can do evangelistic crusades and people are now ready to, to be harvested. People are beginning to seeking, you know, the Lord. It's harvest time. Not only in the Philippines, even in Asia. We have, we have two Filipino missionaries in Vietnam. The graduates of our college. One is working in Ho Chi Minh City in Saigon. And the other one is working down the southern part of Vietnam. The video says that we will be opening one uh, teaching center or a, a mission work in Thailand. But we already did last June. We opened a mission work in Thailand. There are missionaries, Filipino missionaries who are now working underground in Cambodia. And we have one Filipino missionary who is working in New Zealand. Before, when we were having missions conference, pastor, the people asked, can we do it? We are a poor country. But now we are emphasizing Yes, it can be done. We have a God that supplies our needs. We have the same God. It's now our turn. There are some American missionaries that are having a hard time entering these countries. Those countries that are not friendly to Western missionaries. Those countries that believe in Sierra law and Muslim countries, but we can go there as Asians. What I'm saying this evening, it's now reaping time, just like what the Lord Jesus Christ was announcing during this verse, in this verse. The harvest is plenteous. And yet the word, you know, the three-letter word, but, like what Pastor Mike, you know the acronym? The word but changes the emotion of the announcement. But the laborers are few. The first announcement, it was a, you know, it was a good news when the Lord Jesus Christ said, but the laborers are few. Now there comes problem. What did Jesus seek? In verse number, verse number 38. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest 
that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. In every dispensation, God is always seeking for a man that he will use. In the book of Isaiah, there was a question one time, whom shall I send? God was asking Isaiah, whom shall I send and who will go? And Isaiah said, Here my Lord, send me. In the book of Ezekiel, there's a verse there that says, I sought for a man who will stand in the gap. In every generation, in there, in every time, you know, in every in in, in every dispensation, God is always seeking for a man that he can use. Who will work as a laborer in God's vineyard, in God's mission field. Who will reap the harvest. In Ezekiel, he was declaring, I sought for a man, and that man that will stand in the gap. In the book of Matthew, of course, he said he was looking for laborers who will reap the harvest. In God, in every problem to God, you know, every problem that this world may have, God has always a solution. Every time God has always a man. That he can use. One time man has a problem. In the book of Romans chapter 5 verse number 12. When, when the Bible or the verse declares. That because of this man. Seed entered into the world. And so death passed upon all men. And all the human became sinners. Before God. But after that, God already provided the solution. In Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, when he promised that there will be a Messiah, that there will be a Savior, that there will be a solution. Folks, please pray for us. We have a burden. I was here many years ago. I was trying to present our burden for reaching not only our country, but also our regions and even to the regions beyond and even Asia. It's the same burden that we have today. We added the Manila North Cemetery because we've seen children who are living, the street children who are living inside the cemetery and nobody cared about them. And so my son and I talked what can we do with these children? We can give them a meal. We can give them food bags every Christmas. But that won't solve the problem. So we talk. My son and I talk. What can we do with these children? And finally my son suggested. He said the only way to help these children is to give them education. Because uh, if you give them education... You know, they will learn and they will work and their condition will change. 
if if we let them stay that way, you know, when they grow up, they will become problems. They will become drug addicts. They will become the bad people in our community. But if we reach them now with the gospel and teach them how to read and teach them how to write and all these learning things that we need to teach them, we are rescuing them from that condition and change their condition from this to this condition. And so we established the Manila North Cemetery Children's Ministry. Praise the Lord. We have a total of about, of about 197 families have been reached. More than 700 people, children and adults, profession, made professions of faith. Right now, we are teaching 20 parents. Those parents don't even have education. So the Lord gave us an opportunity to even teach the parents of the homeless children. And, and the government provided us a system of learning called the Alternative Learning System where you can teach the old ones the basic education. Folks, it's ripping time. I, I saw your place. You have, a, you have all big, wide open space here. And I saw most of them are farm you have a lot of corns and you have a lot of what's that beans in your in your farm and one time pastor hannah uh, was driving and i saw the corn and even beans you know it turned to be like uh, yellow or brown and so i asked pastor hannah why why this uh, beans the colors something like that, yellow or gold. And he said, it's about to be harvested and ready to, ready for harvest. I was, I was uh, trying to uh, remember what the Lord Jesus Christ saw when he was here on this earth, when he saw the multitude. It's already ripe to harvest. Is already brown. In our country, if you see that the rice is already brown, it's ready for harvest. Please pray for us. And please pray for, you know, our Bible college. We, we have a count. We have graduation week every year. But we, we always do the camp, youth camp. Because we believe during the youth camp, that's the time that the Lord speaks to the heart of young people. I got saved and I surrendered my life to enter the full-time ministry when I attended the youth camp. While the, the preacher was preaching, after the preaching, when he gave the invitation, I came forward and said, Lord, I want to follow you. Whatever you want me to do, I will be entering the Bible college. Please pray for us. Just like what Apostle Paul said, his heart desire for Israel is that they might be saved. Our heart's desire for Philippines and even Asia, that they will come to know the Lord and that they will be saved.